Hey kids, this is me, your dude, Isaac Robots. We're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're going to talk about my return to the dig amongst a bunch of other fun stuff like that. But until we get there, Grandmaster Grandpa, hit the beat! OKIC Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. Hey kids, this is me, Isaac Robots, and this is going to be another super fun episode, I think. I've had, a, I've had a pretty good couple weeks so far, and it always, if I have a good week, if I'm out there having a good time, that usually translate into good episodes. And I think, I think I've been having fun. I haven't been really been doing anything like out of the ordinary, but I've, I've been enjoying the things that I'm doing. And that's always, that's always the most important thing. This, this is kind of like a sidebar. I was, I was walking the dog. I go around my block and then I go down around another block and then back around the other block. It, it's kind of what you would call... It's like the sister block to my block. It's right on the it's right on the other side, but it's it's totally different than my block. It's a little dirtier, a little scuzzier. You know how it is, man, when you go to go to another hood and it doesn't seem as good as your hood. But I I digress. One of one of my dig homies, this guy who in the past I've called the king of the dig, he he moved over there. Dude's a pretty nice guy. He's loud, he's boisterous, but he's he's pretty cool, pretty friendly, and I do I do like him, but as I was going by his house, I saw that he he pulled up in a car and he pulled up into the house that was that was next door to his house. And I I kind of got confused for a second because I'm like, did I like completely mistake what house he lived in? That was that was my first thought. My first thought always is that I, I made some kind of a mistake. So I'm thinking, is this the wrong house? But then then he gets out and I saw him walk over and he helps an older like an old lady out, out of the car. And then he goes around and he opens up the trunk and inside are, are grocery bags, like Safeway bags. And then he sees me and he waves and I'm like, what's up, dude? Isn't that the wrong house? And he's like, oh, no, I take her to the grocery store once a week and I'm. I'm thinking, like, that is so nice. That's, like, so nice in the first place. And then I also consider the fact that the the King of the Dig didn't move in, like, that long ago. He's only been there for, like, I don't know, six months to a year. It's probably, it's probably longer than that. But this isn't somebody that he's known his entire life. This is somebody he met when he moved in, as far as I know. And he takes her to the grocery store to get groceries. And I, I really do want to shout him out. I know he doesn't listen, but if you do, King of the Dig, you get big props from us here at Icy Robots Radio. It's really nice to do something kind for other people, I gotta say, man. When it... When it comes down to it, the best thing that you can do as a person is something for something for somebody else. We spend so much time doing things for ourselves, you know, playing with toys, having a good time, listening to pods and whatever. But in the end, the things that really matter the most are the things that we do for other people. So take this as an example of something that you could do to better your life and better somebody, else, better somebody else's life as well. So with all that said, we're going to move into the next part of the show. It's going to... Well, I'm going to open up another Indiana Jones figure, one that I got the other day, and I, I, I really do like this one. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hoot and a half, honestly. This is world's famous. If you stare at the streets, the streets stare back at you. And now I see robots talks about an Indiana Jones action figure. A game. The man with the hat is 
is back. Joel Siegel of Good Morning America calls Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade more fun than ever. The excitement doesn't stop. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Rated PG-13. Now playing at theaters everywhere. I really did like Indiana Jones and the, and the Last Crusade. That's the one with his dad, who is played by Sean Connery. That one, that one was on HBO rotation forever, and I've seen it like eight million times. So when I when I was over at the mall the other day, we went down to get, um, we wanted Panda Express. So we were at the mall and we dipped into the, uh, GameStop. I don't, I don't go into GameStop all the time, but I, I do from time to time when I see one dip in because I know they have toys and I do know that this one in the mall here, it's been kind of a treasure trove of action figures. It seems like they always have all the things that you want in stock. They got like the G.I. Joe reactions. They have tons that I, I've never seen before. They got like pretty good selection of Star Wars. They got the other G.I. Joes, like the, the bigger ones, the six inch ones. They've got all kinds of stuff. And what I, what I found there this day is an Indiana Jones figure I'm reaching away from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and of course is Indiana Jones I also have Indiana Jones from Raiders I bought that one I haven't opened it yet but I like this one too because he's wearing a necktie and I think the leather jacket and the hat and the necktie is a good good little look it's a nice little spin on the Indiana Jones fedora leather jacket brown pants like jungle shirt look it also comes with a pistol and the Holy Grail, which is what they're what they're looking for in this movie. I I bought this, and the lady at the GameStop tried to sell me like a warranty, like a game warranty or something. And I'm like, lady, I'm just buying an action figure. I don't even know anything about this. But still, I imagine that's her job to upsell the the figures are in a three character set for this for this range. You got Indy. And you got Sala, and then you have uh, Dr. Henry Jones. They had Henry Jones at the store. They did not have Sala, or I would have bought him. This is a very nice figure. He's wearing the red fez. To me, that's the iconic look of Sala. Of course, he also has, like, you know, the, the desert gear. But I do I do dig this red fez. I think, I think fezes are cool, man. If they kind of came into fashion, I would probably rock a fez every now and again but uh let's uh let's find out a little bit about indiana jones and the last crusade before we like dig fully into the uh, action picture here take, take it, it away, away. the intrepid explorer indiana jones sets out to rescue his father a medievalist who has vanished while searching for the holy grail following clues in the old man's notebook indy arrives in venice where he enlists the help of a beautiful academic. But they are not the only ones who are on the trail, and some sinister old enemies soon come out of the woodwork. Yeah, that pretty much uh, that pretty much sums it up. It's a fun movie, honestly. I think that there there's a lot more comedy in this one, in my opinion, than than some of the other movies. The the first one, it does have like its funny moments, its lighthearted moments, a lot of a lot of indies action. Is, is comical in a sense. He really, he really can like hit these comedy notes when he's um out there, out there doing these dangerous, these dangerous feats. Harrison Ford was a terrific physical actor in the day. He was absolutely one of the best dudes. Indy, Indy has such charisma. Let's let's take a look. The figure is on the the iconic yellow card, the Kenner yellow card of the of the Indiana Jones set. Now this one, 
This one was never made before. The action figure line for Indiana Jones was very small. They really only made the first movie, nothing from the other two. So this is this is a new one for us. This is a new figure. We've never we've never got him in this. He's on the front with a picture on a motorcycle and there is a small circle where he demonstrates his action. He has like a like a quick draw action. It says Indiana Jones. On the back you have a picture of the three dudes in the line. Which is something I like a lot. I love that. It makes me want to get more of them. When I know there's only a few out there. Or I know there's a lot out there. Or I find out that they're making somebody that I really want. It makes me want to grab them. It's always, always nice. Let's cut into this. I'm going to I'm gonna open this guy right now. I want to try to get it off. With as little, as little damage as possible. It came off, came off pretty decently. I'll keep the card for, for I don't know. I'll think of uh, something to do with it. I might end up like cutting it up and making a bookmark. Or maybe, maybe make a postcard out of it. I don't know. There's a lot of fun things you can do. It's some nice, nice art on there. He's in a, he's in a little bubble. You pull the bubble off the top. And then you get to see what's on the inside. Here is Indy. Three and three quarter inch. We're just going to go ahead and pull everything out. Here is the chalice. Take that out there. And then here is Indy's little handgun. We're going to set this aside. And then let's test out. Let's test out that quick draw action. The gun. The gun goes in his hand. Fair enough. He doesn't he doesn't have a lot of finger room. But the, the hand is flexible. So the gun's in there. And bam. It pops up. You pull his arm back. And he draws quickly to get the get the jump on a Nazi. He also has a little handbag that I think you could, yeah, you could definitely take it off his shoulders. So he has three separate accessories, and he's only eleven ninety nine. Very, very good deal on this one. I was, I was a little bit taken aback that the GameStop didn't go ahead and like upcharge because that's always that's always been as far as I know their policy. The toys at GameStop are like three, four, five, six dollars more than at the store. But when I was when I was looking around, I saw that everything was kind of commensurate with what I pay over at Target. I was. I was surprised by that. Besides this indie, side note, besides this indie, they also had the latest wave of the G.I. Joe reactions. These ones are based off the animated show. They had they had one I hadn't seen before, the red laser, and then they had a girl pilot. It was and then there was an MP, like a military police. I think they had the black one. They make a black guy and a white guy. Of each of the different soldiers, which I which I think is pretty cool, man, because you can totally mix it up and make it seem like you have a lot more than than you had before. They had the MP, and then they had a sailor. I think they had the white sailor guy. He's cool. Has a little sailor hat. I I didn't go in for any of these. I would normally, but like I have a lot of figures. I've been buying a lot of figures lately. These NECAs and stuff, and I'm trying to I'm trying to cut back. So let's take a look at Indy here. Very nice skull. He has what appears to be the head of the Kenner Han Solo, which would which would make sense if I was doing the mold, bro. That's what I would definitely do. Let's put the gun back in his hand. Quick draw, McGraw. He's flipping it up here pretty quick. He's he's fast on the draw. You can put the gun into his holster. It's kind of just like a slot on the side of his pants, and the gun goes in there. I wouldn't do this. If I were actually playing with the toy, like if I were a kid and I was taking this outside and I were playing, I would not put it in there because it will fall out. But it stays in good enough for like for like posing and stuff. Let's let's take a look at the little chalice. It's very much just like a small little uh, wine goblet looking thing. In the movie, I believe it's made out of wood. In this, it looks kind of like golden colored, but uh, very cool, very fun. I love these Indiana Jones figures. I want to find this Sala. 
He looks so cool. And to me, Sala is like, he's Indy's uh, trusted sidekick. Well, one of one of a few trusted sidekicks. He's definitely on Team Indy. The, the dog, Dr. Jones, just walked out of the room. I don't know. I don't know what she heard. She heard something. She's, um... She's a good watchdog. She's a small little Bichon Frigé, but she's very, she's very alert. She hears very well. She'll bark. And then the other dog, little, the other dogs are bigger. She's like a, a red healer, like a Canadian, like cattle dog. And when, when she hears Dr. Jones bark, she'll bark. The dog's name is Dr. Jones, like Indiana Jones. Let's, let's end it on that. We're going to jump forward. And then in the next bit, we're going to talk about a movie that I saw yesterday that I thought was pretty good, pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Let's uh, move into that. Up next at the movies with I See Robots, it's really a surface level look at the movie because he lacks the basic knowledge of film required to be a critic. A lot of the time he talks about the theatre he went to. Theatre camp deserves a standing ovation. The industry buzz is incredible. I went to see this movie over at the RD Farty Theater on Summerfield Road on a nice Monday afternoon. The weather was good. The popcorn was great. The guys who work over there are super duper nice. They recently hired a kid who used to work at Joe Video, and it's uh, interesting. It's interesting to me because his career trajectory is like the the reverse of mine. I. I started at the theater, and then I went to the video store. He started at the video store. Now he's at the theater, but he's he's a nice kid, dude. He knows his movies and stuff. We always chitty chat about some of the some of the current events. I know I know that you guys have heard me rattle about me kind of losing my confidence in social situations, and I'm I'm doing my best to rectify that. And the way that I'm going about it is I'm just I'm going out of my way to like talk to people that I wouldn't really bother to talk to normally, like different cashiers, different people. I'm just, I'm just trying to put myself out there and start little chitty chats with people. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that eventually these will lead into bigger chitty chats. But irregardless of that, I went to see theater camp over there. Let's, let's hop over to, uh, Let's just see what they say about this one on Rotten Tomatoes. This was this was kind of a small opening. I was happy to see that it popped up at my my theater. Tony Award winner Ben Platt and Molly Gordon star in the new original comedy theater camp as Amos and Rebecca Diane, lifelong best friends and drama instructors at a rundown camp in upstate New York. When clueless tech bro Troy, played by Jimmy Tatro, arrives to run the property into the ground. Amos, Rebecca Diane, and the production manager Glenn, played by Noah Glavin, band together with the staff and students who engage to stage a masterpiece and keep their beloved theater afloat. What what happens is the lady who runs the theater is like she's like one of those ladies you see who is like a force behind the scenes. The theater runs because of her, the theater works because of her, everything happens because of her, but then she gets sick, she's in a coma. Her son's come down, he tries to run the place, he's a dummy. And then all the hilarity ensues. It is a lot of fun, honestly. I really, really, really enjoyed this one. We've we've been seeing the trailers for it for, I don't know, like a month or two months now. And I'm just like, I gotta check this one out when it came out. And it did not, uh, it did not disappoint. Let's take a look. It runs for one hour, 34 minutes. It made 1.5 million in its opening weekend. Not too great. It is a Searchlight production. It was directed by Molly Gordon, who you might know. She is in The Bear right now. She's like a reoccurring character on The Bear. She's the one who has like amorous intentions toward the main character of the show. 
who is known as the Bear. She was also in Booksmart. She's in that movie Booksmart. She was in Sheba Baby with Rachel Sinnott. That was a good one, too. She's been in all kinds of things. She was in that show Animal Kingdom. She played the, the young dude's girlfriend for the first couple seasons, I think it was. But she's pretty cool, man. I do I do enjoy her work. She directed this movie. It was actually written by the main people in the group. Noah, Molly, and Ben Platt, who are Glenn, Rebecca Diane, and Amos Klobuchar, which is, which is cool, man. I really like to see these small stories that are important to people come come out into the life like come come into reality become true i wonder i wonder if you guys are wondering why i didn't go ahead and review barbie and oppenheimer well my feeling on that is this i think by this point everybody knows everything that they're going to want to know about these two movies i saw them both i saw them both in the same weekend not the same day i saw one on a uh, saturday and then one on monday first one i saw barbie saw that at a uh, Summerfield on a saturday i thought it was really good really good comedy with like a lot of heart i'd go ahead and give that one four mics and we saw oppenheimer on uh, Monday morning, this is this is like a super complicated movie, this Oppenheimer. I really had a hard time following along the whole time. But I could tell this was like well-made cinema. And like these, these Christopher Nolan movies are kind of made to be enjoyed eternally. Like you see them the first time, then you get them on Blu-ray, and then you, you watch them on HBO. And over time, you kind of like figure out all the twists and turns. Whereas, like, this one is more like a straight biopic than like, than like Inception or some of his more confusing movies. They do... They do kind of twist and turn through time telling the story, but it's all it's all good stuff. I gave that one a good solid four mics too. Very, very well put together film, of course. It's Chris Nolan, Master Craftsman, but it is three and a half hours. And after after two, two and a half hours, I start to lose focus. I can't help it. My my brain just doesn't work that way. I'm not like the biggest visual learner in all the time and space. I prefer reading. I learn better that way. I can't enjoy a film naturally, but when it gets like super duper duper long, your boy just your boy just like starts falling to pieces. I didn't fall asleep or anything, but I, I did I did kind of lose track toward toward the uh, toward the end. I thought it started off really well. The middle was really gay, but then at the end, there's like this whole courtroom drama and all this stuff, which is good. I do enjoy that kind of stuff, but it was. It was, uh, it was what it was. It was very a thorough movie. But, uh, let's get back to Theater Camp. This one's a lot of fun. Really good comedy. Really short, really zippy. If it plays anywhere near you, I recommend it highly. If it, uh, goes to streaming quickly, which is what my gut says will happen, go, go to Voodoo and rent it. If you got a video store near you, rent it. Maybe it'll be in your Redbox. Rent it. I really, I really do recommend this one a lot. There's a lot of good humor. There's, like, some zippy musical numbers. They put together the play... And you see the, almost like the whole thing, and it's really, really cool. Good music, good fun, nice jokes. I just thought it was great. The only people in the theater were my my wife and I, which is which is not great for the good old arty farty theater on Summerfield Road, but it is good for me as far as my ability to enjoy a film. On the good old fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all time classic, this movie theater camp a real solid 3.5 3. microphones. microphones. 3.5 microphone. If you don't know, now you know. This is this world's famous. Charging. We are operating 95% of our capability. Charging. This week in Japanese League Baseball. Hello, this is Derek for this week in Japanese League Baseball. This week we had the Japanese League Rookie All-Star Game. It's an age-old tradition. 
The teams this year featured the best young players in the NPB. The game ended in a scoreless tie after nine innings of hard-fought technical baseball. There was a combined 24 bunt attempts and 10 total sacrifice flies to advance the runner. Rookies in the Japanese league are referred to as young tigers and are only allowed to bunt, sacrifice and to play it safe on the base paths. This continues on until the player has graduated from young tiger status and is finally allowed to take full swings of the bat. This takes 7 to 8 years on average. Steve Balboni Jr. was not voted to the All-Star team because he is not a born Japanese citizen. The rules are the rules. This is Derek for this week in Japanese League Baseball. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. Up next, the real meat and potatoes of the show. Alalad, I see robots walked into the hallowed halls of the dig for the first time in three years. Here is his tale. Yeah, man, I absolutely cannot believe it. It has been three entire years since I've been to the dig. The dig... The dig shut down for the entirety of the uh, pandemic shutdown deal, and it, and it just recently opened up. The thing is, they're open on Tuesday through Saturday, meaning they're closed on Monday and Sunday. Sunday and Monday are the weekend for the wife and I, so we haven't been able to go, but she had a Saturday off, and we decided to dip over there and see what was up, and man... It was a lot of fun. I'm not even lying. I've missed this place so bad. And it was just so nice to be back in the hallowed halls of the dig again. There there was like a whole new crop of dig people too, which it, which was interesting to me. I did I did see a few of the old heads. I saw my homie Alan. I saw my homie Danny. This guy's Danny's a really cool local collector guy. He's into horror movie stuff and Marvel stuff and skateboards and things like that. All the all the cool guy stuff. And this guy Alan, he um He's a glazier. That's what they call it when you make windows. He's He does that for a profession, but he's also like a flea market guy who sells all kinds of cool stuff. I don't know if he buys storage units or what, but he always has like fun toys and fun stuff at like super duper low prices. He's a homie. I know his name. He knows my name. It was it was really nice to see him. I haven't seen homie in a long time. Let's, let's take a look at what the dig was like as compared to what the dig was like before. As you know, the dig is the Goodwill outlet. It's the place where they sell items by the pound for very cheap prices they roll them out in bins in some places the dig is called the bins that might be what you call it i call it the dig and dig it is what you do when you are there there's two sides of the store with i'm thinking five rows no three rows of three bins on each side one side is wares and the other side is clothes wares are like there are items, you know, be they DVDs, toys, anything that's not clothes goes on the wear side. The clothes side also includes like towels and blankets and things like that. Anything that's like a textile is on one side. Anything that is uh, rigid is on the other side. And the way they work it is that every once in a while they come out, pull some of the bins out, and then they bring new stuff in. Everybody runs over to take a look at the new stuff. That much is still in effect. But whereas before... The way they would do it is they would uh, take, for example, every bin on the clothes side, the entire side out, and then replace it with an all-new side. Now they only do one row, but what's cool about it is they're doing it pretty frequently. We saw like six or seven rotations when we were there, so it's like it was really hopping, and it was really fun. The, the amount of people in the dig was really down from what I remember. Before, it was like bananas crazy. It was like cuckoo bananas, but now it was only cuckoo, not cuckoo bananas. It was half- Half of that, I got 
I got a bunch of stuff, and I um, I have the bin here of things that I got, and I thought I thought we can kind of take a look at this really quick and talk about some of the fun items. For me, for me, the fun of the dig is just kind of just buying weird things that you wouldn't normally buy because uh, you don't want to pay full price for some rando item that you just kind of want to take a look at. But uh, at the dig, you can you can kind of take a look at everything. The first. The first thing that I got was a pair of uh, Poppin' Fresh and Poppy. That's the Poppin' Fresh guy from the Biscuits and his wife, Salt and Pepper Shakers. They're a little bit old. They're 1974. These are these are fun. I got them both. I like I like advertising characters. And then I got a pin, a clicky pin that looks like a shark. I got a toy of an 84 Corvette. It's maybe six inches long. It was made by a Buddy L, made in Japan, 1981. I got that. Then I got, almost dropped it, almost dropped the bin. I got two Tupperware cups, like the plastic drinking cups. And then I got a bunch of marbles. There's some marbles inside that cup. I'll, I'll just like grab little things. And then I got a Halloween decorative tombstone, a small one that says, Beware of the Black Widow. I might take that and put it over near a Black Widow action figure that I have that I like. I have a Marvel Legends Black Widow, comic Black Widow. Then I got a sealed three-pack of 90-minute... Memorex High Bias 2 cassettes. I do like to make mixed cassettes every once in a while. I got it all figured out. I just run my I run my phone into my tape recorder and I'll make like a 30-minute playlist or like a 45-minute playlist depending on the side and size and then I'll uh you know play it and record it onto the cassette. So I got three of those. The high bias ones are the one you want. So that was that was cool. I'm trying to find a place put all this stuff. And then I got the I Ching this was new and sealed. The I Ching is this ancient Chinese method of foretelling the future by, by using some coins. And I got the whole kit in here. I just wanted to take a look at that, but I, I don't mess with dark forces by and large. So I'm only gonna I'm only gonna take a cursory glance at that. Then I got a drink koozie of this green guy with a really scary face. It actually looks like he's going to the restroom, but I'm gonna put like a flower pot in there and grow a cactus or something. Then I got, I got some more blank cassettes. I got one, two, three, four, five sealed D60 high bias cassettes. I can always, I can always use these. And then I got a cassette copy of Rubber Soul by the Beatles. I love cassettes. I got three DVDs. I got the 25th anniversary edition of The Last Starfighter. This is a good one. It has a has a director commentary and production designers on the commentary as well. And it has three making ofs. I love DVD extras. I got that. And then I got the two disc special edition of Blade Runner, the final cut. This was this was for the little library. I'll find things like this at the dig for the like pretty much the sole purpose of putting it out. DVDs aren't like a great they're not like a great uh, item out there, but I like to put them out there. It really bums me out to throw them away. And then I got a movie by uh, Larry Bishop, written and directed by Larry Bishop. It's called Hell Rise. It says Quentin Tarantino presents Hell Ride, the rebellion against all there is. It stars uh, Michael Madsen, uh, Dennis Hopper, all kinds of people. It looks looks like an homage, like a grindhouse flick. So I thought. I thought I'd give this a watch and then put it out in the little library. And then I got the complete first season of Six Feet Under on DVD. This is a nice box set. Again, I got this for the library. It has all the first season's episodes of the famous HBO show. I like to put things out there. I figure if people are starved for entertainment, this is just something nice. They can walk by. And they can grab that. And then I got a VHS cassette of the English Springer Spaniel, AKC 
breed standards. This uh, this is a videotape about the dog, the English Springer Spaniel. I don't know why I bought this. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna take a look at it, see if it's silly, then probably put it out in my flea market stuff. Then I got a VHS cassette of Cron 4's coverage of the quake of '89. This is, this is like a half-hour documentary they put together on the big earthquake, and I thought I'd give that a look. It's always fun to see that stuff. I remember. I remember the big quake. That was the World Series quake where the A's were facing the Giants. And I was outside playing wiffle ball with my brother and the quake hit. And it was, it was wild. I could see our house shaking. Fortunately, we were fine. Then I got a blank VHS cassette. It says it has Thelma and Louise on it. So we'll, we'll see if that's what somebody actually recorded. Then I got a VHS cassette of the Star Trek, the motion picture special longer cut version with 12 minutes of new footage. So that's all the stuff I got that day. I think I paid like $10 for all this stuff. I'll I'll go over the pricing. I got I got the price list here in my pocket. I took I took a picture of it cuz everything used to be weighed out by um by by the pound, but now they've switched it up to um closer by the pound and wares are depending on the item priced different. Let's take a look at some of the stuff. Belts and purses, pound by the pound. A suitcase costs $5. Eyeglasses are a dollar. Shoes and boots are by the pound. Toys of all sorts are 50 cents a piece. Stuffed animals, 50 cents. Puzzles, 50 cents. Blankets are $5. CDs, 50 cents. Book, 50 cents. VHS, 50 cents. DVD, video game, 50 cents. Records, 50 cents. Boxed games, 50 cents. Children's toys, a quarter. DVD players, $3. VCRs, $3. Flat screen TV, $5. Tube TVs, $3. Lamps, dollar. Keyboard, dollar. Monitor, dollar. And so it goes all the way down. You get the I you get the idea. All the stuff I like is in like the 50 cent a dollar range. I think 50 cent for a DVD is like a pretty good price. 50 cent for VHS, pretty good price. The going flea market rate would be VHSs are a dollar and DVDs are usually two dollars and Blu-rays are sometimes three and Blu-rays are three to five dollars depending on the on the vendor. But we had a great time at the dig. I'm not even kidding. It was just so nice to be back in there with with the pandemic and all that stuff, everything shut down around here. And there were so many different things that didn't start up. And the dig was the last one of mine to come back. So life is back to normal, I guess. We're going to move forward. And the next bit is we built this city on getting small. This is world famous on audio recording. This is world famous on audio recording. This is world famous on audio recording. <laughs> We built this city on getting slow. We built this city. That's right, there are only two things I care about in this big blue world my peaks, meaning my gigantic biceps, and my freaks, meaning the lovely ladies in my life who make this all the more bearable. I. I myself, I like going to the gym. I think it's fun. I have a nice time to go there and exercise. And one of 
One of the things that I, I kind of dig on and I'm always interested in is the music that they play at the gym. For the most part, at my gymnasium, they rock like metal stuff like uh, Maiden, Judas Priest. As a matter of fact, I walked in the other day and the guy's like, yo, bro, I got something for you. I got some Judas Priest deep tracks. This song is awesome, bro. Go get it. Double trouble. That's cool, man. I'm not uh, like, you know, the biggest, um... Judas Priest fan of all the times in space, but when I'm when I'm pumping that iron, you know, the Judas Priest is not a bad thing to hear in your earphones. But I I dig that. I dig a lot of the other stuff they play. They do hit a lot of like old school hip hop, like Africa Mambada, you know, uh, Soul Sonic, Soul Sonic Force, things like that. It's it's all good. It's all fine for the most part. Honestly, I usually listen to my earphones. I listen to uh, like pods a lot of the times. If I'm doing weights. I'll listen to pods, and then I listen. I can hear the music in in the loudspeakers over, over the pods. But when I'm doing cardio, I tend to listen to my own music. I like really like up tempo stuff, so I can, so I can keep those legs pumping and all that good, uh, all that good whatever. But where I'm going with this, where this is going, you might you might be wondering. They hired a new guy at at the gymnasium. He's He's a nice dude, honestly, real clean-cut kid. He looks like he's in nice shape, he's friendly, always says hello, always says goodbye, always says have a nice workout and whatever, but Homeboy has the weirdest taste in gym music. Like, he'll play, like, real mellow. The dude who's working the desk, there's a computer. I don't know, like, any of the ins and outs of this. This is, this is just what I've observed, seeing the people working there. There's... There's a computer, the computer seems to be hooked up to the sound system, and I've seen, I've seen some dudes logged into, like, Spotify, and they're playing playlists that other people have probably made before. I've seen other dudes on YouTube playing, like, music videos on YouTube. There's one dude, the dude who's, like, the, the buffest of the guy who works there, the guy who, um, has the Judas Priest deep cuts. He plays YouTube, and he'll, like, he'll spend his time, and I'll see him, like, typing in videos and, like, looking for videos and playing, like, old episodes of, like, Headbangers Ball and all this, all this cool stuff like that. But this, this new kid, I, I don't even know. It's very interesting. Like, I went in there the other day, and he was bumping this, this local station called KZST. It's a good station. It's fine. They play, they play the kind of music you would hear at the grocery store or that you might hear at the dentist office. If you go to the dentist office around here or the doctor or whatever, there is a pretty fair chance that they might be playing KZST. It's all real mellow. They play like Bruce Hornsby and The Range. They'll play, every once in a while, they'll throw on like a new pop hit, like a Justin Bieber hit or like something by the Dixie Chicks or whatever. I think they're only called the Chicks nowadays. Something, something by the Chicks or whatever, you know, just like something easy, mellow. They have commercials for local businesses. There's this DJ Brent Ferris. Dude's an icon. He's always on the air, just like whatever. It's fine. It's fine. But it's not, it's not what you would play at the gym. And I've never actually heard them play the actual factual radio at the gym. Never, never in my life. But um, if I were to play the radio at the gym, I would play um, The River, 97.7 The River, the classic rock station. I think that would, I think that would be the one to go to. Or maybe KITS Live 105 if you want like some of that, some of that alternative stuff. They play some hard stuff. They play Nirvana every once in a while, things like that. But uh, at any rate, this homeboy's playing like KZST and it's so, it's so weird. I'm like, you know, pumping my iron i'm benching like you know six wheels on each side and and in my ears i hear like 
I hear like, you know, Christopher Cross, which is fine. I love Christopher Cross, but it's not, it's not what I wanted to hear. But then something happened. Something happened that's never happened in the entirety of my life at the gym. The song in the overhead speakers that was on the KZST at the same time was the song I was playing in my earphones. It tripped me out. It was a song that, uh, I will say it's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. I enjoy, I enjoy singing to this one. It's really silly. So what I thought I would do to commemorate this moment that, uh, my life, my ears, the life in the gym, they intersected, never before happened, is I got the guys together. We got Tomek on the drums. We got Ed on lead guitar and playing the bass as our guy Derek. I'm going to sing a little bit of this song for you. It's a song that's known as Jumper. My third eye blind is a favorite of mine. Guys, take it away! We can put the past away. I wish you would step up on that ledge, my friend. I would understand. I wish you would step up on that ledge, my friend. I wish you would step up on that ledge, my friend. I would understand. I would understand. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. I would famous on icy robots radio they claim to be the number one team in the streets but more likely they are three or four there are some good teams on the streets nowadays this year live at the sonoma county fair we are going to have a hang glider bowling ball drop basically you glide over a target and drop bowling balls into a barrel it's open to everyone eight and up you must sign a waiver because this one is a little dangerous. Have a hang glider, bowling ball drop. You might want to bring a parachute. Have a hang glider, bowling ball drop. 2023 Sonoma County Fair. Man, dude, I will tell you what, the fair is sounding wild this year. A hang glider, bowling ball drop. I might, I might give that a, I might give that a chance. I think that the day that this drops on the Monday, we're going to actually go to the fair. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, the fair is always fun. It's always, it's always the same. There's not a lot of variety in, in what a county fair is like, Sonoma County Fair. But like, that is, uh, that's fun, man. A lack of variety leads to, it leads to a feel of tradition. And tradition is what you get when you go to the fair. I understand that the theme this year is, uh, dinosaurs. They, they always have like a big flower show. They have a whole hall dedicated to like this giant flower exhibit. And the whole thing is going to be tied together with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are cool, man. Everybody, everybody likes a dinosaur. Of course, we all know my favorite of all the dinosaurs is the Ankylosaurus. That is, that's the small one. It's uh, like a turtle in a lot of ways, it's like a turtle. But in the back, it has a giant long tail with like a, like a ball on the end that it swings around like a mace and uses it as a weapon. I just, I don't know, man, that... That dinosaur has always been one that really appealed to me more than, say, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. I, 
I was walking around the block. I was walking over on uh, the next block over with the dog, and there was a box full of uh, free stuff, like things somebody cleaned out of their garage. I, I love it when I see like a free box of stuff. I love it. But I, I dug around in there, and I found something. Um, I found something kind of cool. It is a Panasonic Travel Vision TV. It's like a small, like a Watchman TV. It works. Like I, I can power it on. It takes. Um, it takes four AA batteries. You can't pick up anything. They don't even like. They don't even broadcast in this signal anymore. But it is, it is cool. I wish that it had, like, an input of some sort. Like, if I could hook up like uh, a VCR to this and watch, watch little VCR tapes on this little screen. The screen is maybe like two inches by two. Maybe like three inches by two inches. It's a rectangle, but it has, it has like a magnifier. So when you look down into it, it looks. It looks bigger than it is. I always wanted one of these. I've always, like, wanted the little pocket TV. And I realize now we do have, like, a pocket TV. It's known as the phone. And I, I myself, like, hardly ever watch videos on my phone. It's just not, like, something I enjoy. I don't, like, looking at the small screen. But in the day, I wanted one of these so bad. I thought the Sony Watchman was so cool. Let's, uh, let's see. What year did this come out? It actually has on the bottom. 1984. It was manufactured in May of 1984. I like things like this. You, you don't really have, like, a lot of use for them as far as, like, watching TV when you're out and about, but they make, they make cool little display items. They have kind of, like, that retro futuristic look, and this one, this one definitely applies in that regard. I did kind of sort of look into it a little bit. There is a way that you can use um, like a rabbit ear, like a rabbit ear antenna, like the old school one. And you run a wire from the, the literal antenna, like you wrap it around the wire and then you wrap the other end around the wire on, on this TV. And somehow, somehow you can use the rabbit ears to like input things and transmit from there to here. I... I might try that. There's not there's not a lot of reason why you would do that. You have to use like an RF modulator too, but it's like it's like a fun little experiment, you know? Like let's see let's see if this is something possible for you to do. I can sit around and watch uh I can watch I bought uh Rush, the movie with Jennifer Jason Lee and Jason Patrick. I can put that on my VCR and I can watch it on this little bitty TV. The Panasonic Travel Vision Mini TV. Never be away from your favorite shows, like Different Strokes or The Love Boat Again. It's small, light, and most of all, it can help you keep up the latest episode of 60 Minutes while you drive home from work. What a world, and what a time to be alive. The Panasonic Travel Vision, available at Kmart, Zayer, and Osco in the greater Illinois region. Oh my gosh. I see robots. You have to get in here. Program director Melissa just exploded. There is red goo everywhere. I think she is dead. Again. Wait, she she what? What 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 happened? Okay, let me uh let me finish up the show and then I'll be right back in there. Guys, this is me, I see robots signing off everybody that uh is in the known universe listening right now. If you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of your own. Alright, um am bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. want a mystery some people listen then say we're whack but if they miss the show they get the heart attack now look at you you're sitting there and bite your lip the whole world sees you 
Brothers for making this record. I'd like to thank you for buying this record. But finally, I'd like to thank all the Buffalo girls out there. Yo, slick. Blow. That's right. Yeah, I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall.